Hello everyone! What the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You're currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast for all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I am your host, Katrina Macias, and I am an intuitive healer. All the links to working with me are listed in the show notes, as well as the direct link on my website to book your free consultation with me to find out if my modalities of healing, such as Simra Energy healing, inner child work, and parts work are right for you. I am so, 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 so thankful to be joining you today. I know it's been a long time since we've last spoken with each other, so this is very monumental and it feels really good to have this space with you, so thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get started with this week's episode, I don't want to get any of your hopes up because... Sorry to just break it to you like that right away, but this podcast right here doesn't signify the return of regularly scheduled programming of my episodes, unfortunately. I'm still in the planning process of the rest of my episodes, and I'm still trying to figure out the format of how I want to release more episodes in the future in a way that feels sustainable for me and that feels good. So this is just a special episode that I wanted to release before the new year because I have a very special guest who has decided to step on and share some information that can really help as we align with the upcoming 2021. Today's special guest is my friend Kaylin Robinson, who is an actor, an energy healer, and a YouTuber, and he specializes in different healing modalities such as numerology readings, past life readings, and tarot readings, and he really uses his intuitive guidance to help bring healing into this planet. I'm pretty certain that after you listen to this episode, you're definitely going to want to check him out. So all of his links are listed in the show notes. I'll tell you right now, his Instagram is thecrystalguy23, where he shares information about the healing properties of crystals, and he also has a YouTube page called The Crystal Guy. So be sure to see what that's all about, especially, especially if you're interested in expanding your knowledge in a really helpful and easy way on crystals. The original reason that me and Kaylin came together to create this episode is because we thought it would be a wonderful idea to come together and for him to share some insight on 2021's energy based on numerology. But this episode is so much more than that. If you stay tuned, you're going to hear about Kaylin's own spiritual awakening and how he connected to numerology, what numerology actually is in the first place, how to calculate your own numerological numbers, and Kaylin also gives advice on how to work in alignment with your numerological numbers. And then we're going to get into the 2021 insights and predictions based on numerology, as well as reflection on 2020's energy based on numerology. And finally, we're going to get into the audience's questions, your questions that you asked me on Instagram about numerology. So, It's a big episode. We have a lot of information to share and I'm so grateful that we get to do it. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope you love this episode and let's dive right in. All right, everyone. So I'm currently joined with Kaylin Robinson. Kaylin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks (laughs) so much for having me. Thank you for coming here. I've been really excited to do this podcast with you and I'm grateful that we're here and we're finally getting together to do it. 
something that I always like to do on this podcast is get to know my guests a little bit more. And a question that I like to ask them is to just see a little bit more into their own personal awakenings. So if you could please share a bit about your experience and your own journey in discovering yourself or maybe even just remembering who you are and stepping into your power. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, so I guess my big awakening would um, be placed around 2016, 2017. Um, At that point, I was working in a real estate company in Beverly Hills. Uh, It was luxury real estate, so we sold um, really our main uh, point of sale would be uh, 50 million to 100 million dollars. Damn, so okay. it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that last year I was there, we did um, two billion in sales, gro- okay. gross sales. Small so flex. It was pretty <laughs> cra- I know. It, no, well, you know, it wasn't, you know, I was the, the head of the marketing department there. So it wasn't, I wasn't in the sales. I was mm. there to support the salespeople. But basically, um, it just became this like really crazy and intense job that was really bringing out parts of me that just weren't my authentic self. So, um, you know, right around that time, um, I started bringing crystals into the house, actually. And back then, Moldavite, no one really knew what it was. And I saw it on JTV, which is a fabulous uh, um, at-home shopping network on TV. But they have incredible gemstones. Like, they had, like, char white last night. They had, like, all these, they have all these tourmalines. Anyway, the um, back then they have would sell parcel parcels, meaning multiple, multiple like uh, like a variety pack basically of um, loose gemstones. So I got a bunch of moldavite, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" And um, moldavite, that we now know, is one of the most intense stones for that spiritual awakening and the transformation and really bringing those synchronicities, those weird coincidences that happen and seeing the same numbers all the time. So I noticed around that time, um, stuff started to just accelerate, you know, especially Mm. looking back at it now, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what was going on there. And so basically, long story short is I just, I had to um, quit. I quit quit the job and it was like, everyone was like, what are you doing? This is a dream job, this is the life. Uh, and I was just like, I'm not happy and I'm mm. making um, decisions that just aren't me and I don't know what's really going on, you know? And so, um, and it was just this larger than life lifestyle. It mm-hmm. was just, um, you know, like the cars and the money and the, you know, and I, I basically just learned that it doesn't matter what you have. It's just how your outlook on life and mm-hmm. meeting like some of the richest people and meeting, you know, being around like poor artists, I just realized that it was just kind of your perspective. So I decided to remove myself from that situation and I ended up um, just taking some time off. And within that time, I, um, I actually, I watched um, The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. And that was a big movie for me growing up. Like as a kid, I don't know why, but I was drawn to this movie, even though it's pretty freaking scary. <laughs> you know what? Can what? I interrupt you? Yeah, I've yeah. never seen The Shining. Oh, you haven't? It's crazy. Yes. Well, the thing about it is that I watched this movie and after working all those years, my mind was really sharp at that, really sharp at that point. And I watched it and I go, there are, there are layers and layers behind this thing. Like there are, this movie is really trying to talk about other things that, that, that are below the surface of this uh, horror movie. So, Could you briefly remind me of like yeah. what that is in the movie? Like how do they do that? Oh yeah, well it's basically um, 
Stanley Kubrick, who made the film, and he wrote it and directed it, and was very, like, just spent lots of years on this movie. And he was, he's known as one of the most genius filmmakers. And every little thing in the movie, in his movies, are, mean something and have very significant uh, value. Every little thing. Everything you see on the screen. So, um, in that movie, there's a lot about um, the Apollo missions. Okay. There's a lot of, you know, direct... Uh, comments about the Apollo missions and the moon and the distance from the earth to the moon and then also this very elite uh, uh, group of people that are very secretive and have these rituals that are very you know and then over the course of Stanley Kubrick's whole career if you look at it it's then um, you're looking at like Eyes Wide Shut which was his last film before he died he actually died right before it came out which mm. people are kind of curious about that okay. because the whole movie <laughs> is about a secret societies that mm. kind of run the show behind the scenes and they make comments in that like if you knew who was involved in this like you wouldn't be able to sleep at night so it was, I, I was see. like what is going on here so anyway I looked up um, syn synopsis of The Shining and I was like what is going on here and so then I, it led me to watch the documentary Room 237, okay. which if you go to film school or you study film, like you've seen this movie, it's very much a big part of in the awareness, but it's like very much, um, you know, a lot of like what is some people consider a conspiracy theory and certain things about that. Um, so I watched Room 237, like I said, and then... It was on Amazon. I rented it on Amazon. So then I'm flipping through Amazon the next day, and all of a sudden it selects a show. And the show was a show called Cosmic Disclosure mm. on the Gaia Network. Nice. And so the Gaia Network is an online network. It's kind of like a Netflix, but it's all I see that, crazy. yeah. I'm sure, uh, yeah. It's you, Netflix for spirituality. Yes, exactly. yeah, exactly. So um, that show was on there, and ever since I saw that first episode, my whole life was changed, and I really um, like followed the work at first of David Wilcock mm -hmm. was really my way in to a lot of this. He presents the information in an easy-to-understand way, at least for me. And so um, ever since then, it's just been this constant, like just wanting to learn more about spirituality. And um, for a while there, it was like the secret societies and those kind of like hidden... Yeah, like Illuminati-ish yeah, yeah. type of things. It's just, I found that very interesting. But the more I really... Uh, delve deep into that, the m the more kind of um, I, I, it made me a little bit depressed and just kind of sad, like yeah. always f like putting that stuff in front of my eyes. And I, after a while, I felt like I was kind of feeding it in a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. And so that kind of led me like more towards the directions of the crystals and the healing. And that's really what I'm doing now is I do readings for people and I do crystal healings for people. Um, and I really just want to like encourage people and just, I think that everybody has their own way and connects with different things, Absolutely. different tools. Like could be crystals or it could be, uh, you know, yoga or it could be bocce ball. Like I, you know, whatever <laughs> works for you and yeah. makes you feel good and makes you your best, you know, that's just, that's ultimately what I want to help people to do. In these awakening processes, it can be overwhelming, like all this information that we didn't previously know and it can be so easy to feed into the fear of it. Yes. But 
I'm glad that you didn't do that. And like we've talked about before, you said you decided to use that to see how can I help other people in this process and not make it seem so scary. So in this process, how did you connect with numerology? Like, how was that something that came into your life? Oh, yeah. So right around that 2016-2017 window of time that I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. when I was taking the time off from working, I, um, I was in Palm Springs, and I happened to be in a crystal store. It's actually a fabulous crystal store. It's called Crystal Fantasy. If you're ever in Palm Springs... You gotta go. It sounds like a, a sex shop. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I guess, I, 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 it really does. I know. I'm, I'm like, I always thought that name was a little bit strange, but it is. <laughs> they have the most fabulous gemstones at the most fabulous prices. Let me tell you. Really, so, they're yeah. affordable in Palm Springs. Yes. Yes. Very much so. In the West. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I was there, and I got this really intense ringing in my ear, and so I looked over and across the shop there was a little section for psychics like they had little psychic tables where they were doing card readings or whatever and so I um, I felt drawn to go talk to the lady that I kind of had this connection with and I sat down and she showed me uh, cards and it was I picked a past life deck and then she asked me my birthday and so then she ran my birth date numbers which is you know something I do now and um, I just was all of a sudden I was like whoa and all, she just read me like this it's very instantly um, just captures kind of your biggest strengths your biggest and then also to your biggest challenges and then also she was able to give me some really great advice based off my numbers and then we did a whole past life reading and that was just you know total mind blown mm. um, so but it was ever since then I really just started researching numerology and I read, would run my numbers and try to understand them and run my family's numbers mm -hmm. and try to understand how my numbers, my energies interacted with theirs. The dynamic. Yeah. And I am like my friends, of course, and all that. And so then it just started to become really cool to see how um, doing such a quick thing as running the birth date numbers is... Uh, it really provides a, a a level of understanding mm -hmm. for the people in your life and for yourself too, mm -hmm. and kind of helps you to um, take a step back and really look at where you're coming from and look at where they're coming from and seeing how we can work things out. I think yeah. it's a really helpful thing to do, and it's really easy. And now I teach workshops on it at um, you know at High Vibe Crystals where mm -hmm. you and I have met. <laughs> yes, and. Um, yeah, and I love to teach people about it. I think that's something that everyone can learn how to do, and it's so easy to do it. And I just, you know, I love to hear stories where people will say, like, oh, I started running my family's numbers, and it's like we've, we're fighting less now. Or oh. it's like, you know, um, it brought stuff up at first, but then we were able to move through it, and it's a very healing thing to do. So That's incredible. I mean, like, the more awareness, the better when it comes to knowing yourself and understanding yourself. So. Yeah. Like, especially with numerology, like using your birth date and time and, or birth date, right? It's yeah. birth date. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the moment that we're born is very calculated, you know, like we choose this lifetime for a very specific reason and we come into it with a lot of meaning. And so being able to connect with that, I mean, there's nothing that can go wrong from it, really. I mean, yeah. it could be scary maybe if you learn more about yourself <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, you know, but... <laughs> Overall, in the scheme of things, it really just helps you 
connect to the essence of who you are even more, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I'm grateful that you're here because you've offered to teach us how to read our own numbers. So for all of you listening at home, Kaylin is going to share with you how you can find your number based on your birthday. Wait, Kaylin, we didn't even talk about what numerology is. Well, we said it? No, what's numerology? (laughs) Okay, well, numerology is... um, the study of the energetic properties of the numbers one through nine, and then also the three master numbers. Okay. So it's just about um, finding the connection of the numbers and how the numbers become a language in this, mm. and how the universe uses the numbers as a language. And then when it comes to us as people, um, they really help to inform our entire personality structure as a whole. So in my readings, what I'm really focusing on are the energetic properties of the numbers as they relate to character traits or personality traits. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Continue. Yeah. So I can use you as an example. Okay. So what is your birthday? My birthday is 0227. 97, 1997. 1997. Okay, cool. So I just wrote it out. 02, 1997. Mm-hmm. Now the first number I do because it's the it's the easiest one to find is um, the personality number, and the personality number is just um, the the day that you were born. You reduce it to one number. So you were born the twenty seventh. So is so that going to be nine? A two and a seven equals nine. Okay, yep. cool. So that's a nine. Got that. Now the next one we're going to look at is the attitude number, which is my personal favorite, and that is um, the month plus that um, birthday number we just found. So we have a a 2, which because you were born in February, February. so 2 plus 9 is 11, right? Which is reduced to to one number? Well, so in in numerology, you could reduce it to one number. but we like to leave it alone. So okay. what can occur sometimes is a one and a one, mm-hmm. a two and a two, and a three and a three. So we refer to these as the master numbers. Okay. Okay. And um, you know we can, we'll talk about that what that means in a second. But basically, um, we're just going to leave it as a an eleven. Okay. From here. February and then the nine. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we're going to find is the life path number. And this is the one, maybe this is um, what your listeners might have heard before because some people will already come to me with this knowledge of like, oh, you know, I'm a nine, they'll yeah. say. And so it seems like some people um, already kind of hit to the life path number. And the life path number is really the energy that has the strongest effect on on your energy structure so it's kind of like in astrology how your sun sign is the month you're born that's kind of the life path um energy that's coming it's kind of the overarching cool whereas the uh, where the other ones could be like your rising or Mm -hmm. your moon and people don't pay as much attention to that right yes right but i i like to personally because that's you know i think when you're giving readings for people i think it, it can help so um, to get the life path number, we add all the numbers across. So okay. 2 plus 2 plus 7, and then 1997, plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 7 equals 37. 
Okay. So I'm going to take a second to double check because you want to make sure that it's right. Okay. If you're looking at the wrong numbers, it, it's the whole thing gets thrown off. So you it's always nice. want to make sure you double check your math. Okay. Two plus two plus seven plus one plus nine plus nine plus seven equals. Yep. Okay. So we write out three and seven equals ten. But in numerology, we can drop the zero, so that would be a one. Life so it's path. a life path one. So the three main things that you look for was the personality, yep, and then the attitude, and then the life path. Yep. Okay, cool. Those are the three biggies. Um, you can get a little bit more advanced with it, um, and sometimes I do in readings, but generally, the, the, when you're looking at these three, can give you like plenty of, to work with. So uh, moving into a little about what this means for me for you interesting yes if you wouldn't mind of course read okay. me like a book <laughs> okay here we go so the life path um number one energy is all is a very much about being an achiever it's about being number one now <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to mean um, in a competitive way, you know, there are other factors that can lead into that upbringing and person other personality things, mm -hmm. but it's more so deep down what it's, what's really driving that, even if you are competitive in, in that way, is really just trying to be the best, the best for yourself and really just trying to like always get up to that level, you know, to be, to be the best. Um, it's a very sharp mind energy. So um, multitasking. Oh my god. Your mind needs that. It's like a sword. <laughs> a very, and the one is a very sharp mind. And the sword, it needs to be um, kind of worked and sharpened in different angles. Okay. So um, oftentimes they'll refer to this as a creative energy, but it's not creative. It, it, it's not so much creative in the way as is like painting or the fine arts. Mm -hmm. You know, not that you, won't, you wouldn't be creative in that way. But it's just about um, a creative learning process. Fair. And it's very much picking up a book and reading a few chapters and then being inspired to look at a different book or, you know, go on to something else. So, um, you know, these people tend to be brought up with the stigma that it's like, oh, ADD or you can't focus. I or, keep thinking I have really? ADD. You have it? Yeah. No, you don't. No. You don't. You have a very sharp mind. And it's just... <laughs> The thing about it is it's unique and it needs to be fed in a very, in its own way. It can't be like someone telling you, learn this, follow this. Absolutely not. Yeah. It needs to make sense for you in, in your own beautiful way. So that's how the creativity comes in. Cause like yeah. I figure it out on my own. Exactly. Yeah. I do feel like most of the things that I do are unconventional, but they work. That makes sense. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so that is, those are the general points about the life path one. Now, you know, I like to give little pieces of advice too, because like when we're yes. tired or hungry or we're stressed or, you know, what have you, and we're feeling a little unbalanced, then there are certain things to look out for. So for the one, because of that, a very achiever type of an energy, it's really good to watch out for um, feeling insecure about not being enough or about not doing enough. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. I usually spend some nights just like overthinking what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. 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 And like I've learned throughout this process and like being more comfortable with spirituality and learning more about it, like being okay with being insecure and like 
nurturing myself in that way but mm. it is a good thing to just like remember that I do have those tendencies you know yes so yeah that is good and you're learning how to work you learn you've learned how to work with them and to mm -hmm. nurture them and to so that's you know that's like that's just why I point out certain things is just to kind of validate you too in a way where yeah. it's like you don't have to feel like I'm not doing so enough. down on yourself True. Or, you know yeah, Absolutely so true. and then uh, moving on to the attitude number, I want to talk about that one right now because that's a master number and um, when we're looking at master numbers, it's very much a, um, a big neon arrow at that, at that energy and it's very much this amplified energy and you're working the double one, so everything we just talked about, the one, yes. you're working that Jesus Christ! Double time there, okay? And the attitude number is the energy that you project when you're interacting with other people, right? Okay, so um, the ad so the master number 11 is going to be um, very, very intuitive and very much able to pick up where someone's coming from. So we're talking pers um, interpersonal relationships, mm -hmm. right? Or it's like if you just meet someone on the street even. It's how you interact with them. Mm -hmm. And the master number 11 is very much, so it's, the double one, which is, and it's also the two. So it's, like I said, it's it's complicated and it's um, a high frequency. So um, that, it's, a, it's all about exploring the boundaries with people and their energies and your energies. And the thing is, is like throughout life, you'll learn how through relationships, how to work more towards having healthy boundaries. Mm. Um, so, and like I said, it's the master intuitive. It's also the master empath. So it's very much picking up the energies and the thoughts, feelings, and emotions of the people around you. Mm -hmm. And even the people that are closest to you in your relationships, you're able, it's a beautiful thing actually, because you, what you're able to do is you're able to just very quickly put yourself in their shoes and mm. understand how they're feeling. But, you know, in the society that we've been raised in, we're not necessarily so encouraged to notice those gifts of being an empath or being a sensitive to being sensitive to energy. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, it's kind of, it's starting to be in our adult years. And I think things are changing, but for our generation is it's in our adult years, we're starting to figure out how, how can we keep the energy around us clear? What mm. are the tools that I can use? What is it? The sage? Is it black tourmaline? The crystals? Is it, what is it? You know, what works for me mm -hmm. to help keep that energy clear? So for the master number 11 that you're working, I would, you know, you make sprays for empaths, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, that's a, that's you taking those lessons that you've learned and sharing them with other people. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful thing. And it's also too, the master number 11 is like the gateway. It's like the spiritual gateway. Mm. So you can help to provide other people that gateway, like what you do with your work with crystals and your sprays and even the jewelry that you make. That's a lot of it is very, um, you know, informed by spirituality and energy healing. And so that's all just totally in line with your, um, attitude number and a lot of times the attitude number will speak to your occupation because mm -hmm. what you said it's interacting with other people well when you work you have to interact with people all day so yep. most oftentimes that it'll align so for you just as you're moving forward and looking ahead to what your goals will be continuing down this path of 
um, helping to provide people with the tools for healing and also the tools for them to start to awaken themselves. Definitely. Absolutely. So I'm getting that the lesson from my attitude number is to just recognize my sensitivity and like use that. I mean, that's why I do like healing work too is because I'm sensitive, right? And yeah. I'm assuming that's why you do healing work because yes. it, it's, um, it's something that comes naturally to us. Um, but the other lesson is just like you said, learning those boundaries and not letting that energy from other people weigh me down, which probably has to do with the life path, which you said being an achiever and just like letting that influence how I feel about myself as well. Yes. Cool. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and just one last thing about the um, uh, Master 11 attitude is I have that same number in that position. So mm -hmm. I really feel like making that transition from real estate in, which was all about like, you know, money and that type of thing into more of the crystal healing and now doing readings for people. Yes. That's me working that gateway energy and helping to people to open up more in their spirituality too. So Absolutely. I feel you on that one. Yeah. And the boundaries thing has been really big for me too, you know, and just also too, to be real with you is I think that because I could feel so strongly the energies of the people around me is, um, there was a little bit of a control thing that would happen mm -hmm. that I would do to try to just make everybody happy so that I could be happy. Exactly. But then we learn that our own happiness is our own and not coming from the outside. So as an empath, I think that to not fall into that victim mode that we want to all the time, like, oh, I'm an empath and I'm so sensitive and that's it. It's like, well... What are you going to do about it and how are you going to use it, you know? Absolutely. And like even when we started this podcast episode, I was nervous. And you being an empath, you could have decided to be nervous to help make me feel okay. But instead, you stayed rooted in your groundedness. Mm -hmm. And that helped me connect and kind of like match that vibration instead of continuing to be nervous. You oh, know good. What I mean? Oh, that's yeah. so good. So Thank it's you. like using that empath ability into your strength, <laughs> which I think is wonderful. Yeah, and shielding, you know, sometimes you got to shield and you have to recognize those moments like, all right, I'm going to put up a shield now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> At work? <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, we're going to get into yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, but so yes, awakening your inner healers also, I just want to mention, mm -hmm. that's like one of the whole reasons that I do my healing work too is like it, nothing comes from me, but I want other people to recognize their own intuition, their mm -hmm. healing capabilities because we all have them, right? So I appreciate the gateway, oh, like yeah. giving people the tools to remember who they are. That's amazing. And just one little quick side note on that topic because I'm inspired today's the, the winter solstice. Yes. and. It's all this talk about this is really the gateway into the age of Aquarius. Like mm -hmm. we've arrived now. That, that's what some astrologers have been saying, you know. And so um, on that note, the age of Pisces, which is what we were coming out of, which is the one before Aquarius. Mm -hmm. It's um, when I researched it, I, fa I found it very interesting that it's really the age of the guru. Yes. So that whole, th you've heard like about Jesus that too? Christ, like, like Jesus Christ, people. like the Buddha, mm -hmm. like all those following those like leaders and be like, oh, if I could just touch their clothes, I'll be healed. Like that was a very much of an age of Pisces byproduct or a thing yes. about it, a theme. Age of Aquarius, that whole structure just crumbles, you know, and now you, you know, it's like you hear these crazy things like the head of the yoga studio was, you know, was sexually abusing the mm -hmm. all these people that are supposed to be these big you know, very esteemed leaders of spirituality turned out to be like, you know, corrupt, corrupt you know, and I think that 
um, the age of Aquarius in general, it just seems to be about um, helping, it's for humanity, and it's about us, like what you just said, it's about us all awakening our own healers, and not needing somebody else, or not to needing it the teacher, yes. it's to learn how to do it for ourselves. Wonderful. Yeah. What an exciting time to be alive. I think so, <laughs> I think so. And then, so your, your one last number is the personality number. Okay, which was nine from my two and seven Which on was my your birthday. nine, yes. And that's the, I like to explain that as it's the energy that you um, project out into the world at large. So that's, what does that mean? It's basically just the energy you walk out of the house with. It's like, it's the, it's the, it's, um, and, it, and it also informs, it's kind of the glue between all the other numbers. So you're working the nine in that position in the personality position and so the nine again is the very old soul number when you see a nine you know it's an old soul because well energetically when you're looking at the numbers we said we reduce one through nine mm -hmm. and the nine is the last number before you start back at one. Oh, and like Pisces is like the oldest of the zodiac. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you start fresh with Aries. Yeah, okay. exactly, and exactly. And so um, with that, with the nine energy, it's really bringing in a lot of lessons and wisdom, uh, a lot from past lives and from being um, an old soul. So I, we already said old soul from the master number because you have to be an old soul in order to be able to um, manage that frequency because it's like we said, it's really turned up. Yeah. And so she's it's like, turnt. she's turned. But the thing about <laughs> it is you need to be turned on a soul level <laughs> because if you're not, then you're going to start acting out. Like the smartest kid in class will become the troublemaker because he's not challenged. So yeah. you have to be challenged. So okay. just no, know that, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the gig, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what you got to work through. Um, and so with the nine <gasps> energy, it helps to, um, it's going to be really much working on, um, forgiveness and understanding because like I said, it's a very old soul energy and it's bringing in, in a very real and palpable way, the lessons from, from past lives. Now the earth, we're, we've, we've been evolving here on this earth, but the, but in the past, it's been very harsh, you know, people mm -hmm. have been very persecuted, Absolutely. very tortured, and just had, you know, some pretty intense lives. And so as old souls, we'll have that, that we bring in, and there's a lot of um, clearing that can really help, because what can happen with the old soul energy is you'll see things that seem unjust, or people bullying other people, or just things in the world that aren't right, and you're just until you really are comfortable enough to take a step back and to see that these people have to make their their own beds. You know, mm -hmm. you can't, and, and as an empath, you're gonna wanna reach out and to help people and to say like, why can't you see it? And with that nine energy, it's that wise old soul energy and you're like, why can't you see that you're just creating all this karma for yourself and all these people around you, like you're just, you're just stinking up the place. Yeah. Well, you know, you had to be in that position at one point Absolutely. in order to be here now. So it's really the work for the, for the nine, in my opinion, the biggest work is to work on just acceptance, understanding and forgiveness, you know, and your family too, you know, because 
us old souls in this day and age are kind of, we're planted in the families and we're meant to be that example of honesty and integrity and kind of that, that higher wisdom, not just, um, oh, what kind of car do they drive or what, what kind of house do they live in or what kind of clothes do they wear? It's, it's more about like understanding things on a, from a higher perspective, but that can, like I said, that can be very difficult sometimes. And, and as children, I think when we're working that old soul energy, it can be kind of traumatizing in a way. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like low key traumatizing (laughs) and it's like, Oh, you're too sensitive or you get told these things, you know, and you take that with you. And so I just think it's really nice, um, that we live in a day and age now where we're free to explore, um, what what we connect with and what can really help to empower us and use this old soul energy and turn it into this beautiful understanding mm. and just helping when we can but then knowing when to take a step back and let the cards play out the way that they need to interesting so the way the lesson that i feel like i get from being an old soul is what you've mentioned completely like one the mirrors like seeing how other people can be a reflection of who you were once before like Mm -hmm. um not taking things so personally or being too attached to certain situations because you very well could have been the aggressor in the in the different space right and to be able to recognize that and and having all these like past lives you become an old soul and you learn those lessons is that correct absolutely and then another thing is seeing these situations come up and almost being triggered from past situations from past lives, right? Yes, big time. Yeah, and so that can be really intense. A lot of the times when I'm reacting in my current situations, um, I have to ask myself, like, is this sensation coming up from right now? Like, is this an accurate representation of how I'm feeling in this moment? Or is it an accumulated reaction from times from my childhood or even times from different lives yes so it's a lot to deal with almost yeah but that's beautiful that you're able to go through that process yeah because we're not so taught we're not taught that way growing up so it's really a part of this awakening process and we mentioned earlier it can be very difficult well you're having to retrain your brain and how it approaches every little situation every little thing so there's gonna be this time where it feels like Like it feels hopeless or it feels, you know, or you can get sick. Like I got physically, it turned into a physical sickness for me for a a few months, you know, because of just, like I said, having to rework everything in front of my face. Like every interaction and everything, I was like approaching it from a whole new perspective. So, you know, and and when I read for people, sometimes they're going through it and I'm able to just kind of say, I get it. And I've been there and I still, it comes up for me some days. It'll just, it'll be able to wash over me, you know, and I'll I've literally been there. Yeah. Because yeah. you have literally been there yeah. in some form. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of. But just letting them work it out themselves, even yeah. though you know that you've gone through it before. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Which mm-hmm. plays back to the boundaries, Kaylin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything's connected. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> So you said that numerology can be reduced down through the numbers one through nine, which people can usually find with their life path numbers. Is that correct? Yeah. So would it be possible for you to give a brief overview for the energetic 
language that you said for the numbers one through nine. So if people at home do do their numerology readings, um, is that what you do? Is that what you call it? Like if they do, is this called a numerology reading? Yeah, this is a very basic one. Yeah. And I do it, but in, but actually I do this, these three numbers I'll do before any kind of reading that I have. Mm -hmm. And it helps to just ground down into the reading and it also too helps me to see how to guide the advice because I don't want to just say things like, oh, this is going to happen or, oh, this happened in this past life. It's like, well, why? Like, how can we use mm. it? You know, or what can that awareness give to us? So I find these numbers helpful to in how I present the uh, opportunity to heal. Absolutely. And it's simple but effective. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like I said, anybody can do it. It's really easy to learn. Um, you can Google it and all that, and there's life path calculators online, like so many of them. Yeah. So you could just plug in your birthday and it'll tell you your life path number. So there's lots of different ways to do it. And, it, and like I said, it's super easy. So if they do do that at home, could you give a brief summary of the energetics behind the numbers one through nine? Sure. So we already talked about the one. We talked about the achieve, being achiever and wanting to be the best for yourself and then also having a very sharp mind. So we already talked about that. The two energy is um, very much about cooperation and balance. So it's like what we were talking about with the boundaries because the master number 11 is a one and a one I see. and a one and a one is two. So you see that? Yes, sir. And it's your work and it's work. you're working it at a higher level. So that's why the boundaries are even more, the healthy boundaries are even more important. So um, like the two is very much the peacekeeper because they're sensitive to the energies around them. Um, they're really loyal, loyal friends, mm-hmm. loyal, um, you know, a loyal family member, um, you can count on them. Um, the thing with uh, with the two energy is is learning how to stick stand up for yourself and to be and to and to sometimes you got to break the peace. You got to say hell no, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand for that. And that's the biggest lesson for the two energy. The three energy is all about creative expression. So this mm-hmm. is really much the, you know, it's very much. Um, musicians or dancers or um, teachers in a way because they have to present so Mm. it's this creative expression you have to be creative and how you teach kids right because they're not just they you have to find the ways that interest them and they're very creative the the kids so so um, three energies like all about creativity and creative expression now what drives the creativity is sensitivity so Mm. what can happen with Three energies, if they're feeling like they're not heard when they're when they're expressing themselves, um, they can get insecure or they can get very um, like like taking things the wrong way. So or something like oh they didn't text me back mm. or things like that can really get to the three can they can make them very sensitive. But that's mm. what drives the creativity. So it's very interesting. The f- <laughs> the four energy is um, it's actually the most grounded number. It's all of the four is all about the home and the family. So it's like what I really, when I connected with the four is when I was looking at the tarot cards and it was like the four walls of the home. Mm. And I was like, oh, that get, I get the four now. So the four is all, like I said, it's the home, it's the family. So it's like when the four is feeling um, stressed or unbalanced, it's like their home will start to get messy. And the way that, I recommend for them to get themselves out of that is to start cleaning up their house and they're going to feel better about themselves. And it's also, um, 
the familial relationships for the four is really important. So oftentimes they'll get um, challenged by their upbringing or their family. Mm -hmm. So it's like their work is to work through like clearing their, their, um, their family life and their home life big time. The five energy is all about freedom and independence. It's leaving the home. It's mm. uh, getting out there and experiencing the spice of life. And um, the five energy loves parties and mixing and mingling and new experiences and trying new things and just very much um, experiencing that freedom. Now, the biggest uh, piece of advice for the fives are to, um, is, to as, is actually to focus on discipline because they'll mm. really achieve that freedom through their discipline. Yes, it can't just be like always freedom. Yeah, so it's really important for the fives to focus on the, the, the areas that they can be disciplined that will provide them with a, uh, an outcome. So it's like I said, it's like experiencing all these different things. Well, it can fall into that jack of all trades, master of none mm-hmm. type of an energy. Yes. So it's about being disciplined. You know what? I had read this book and one of the quotes that she was saying is that her teacher gave her the best piece of advice in her life, which was you need to learn the discipline before you can make, it was like she was a writer and she told her you need to learn the rules before you can Tastefully break them. Yes! Tastefully break them. Oh, I like that. Because if you're not aware of what the rules are, then your chaos is just everywhere. But you can be a master at changing the game if you first understand the basics of it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. I like that tastefully in there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So, But it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, okay, so then the sixth energy is the master visionary. So this, this is a number is very much being able to see the potentials in things. And this can be, this could mean lots of different things. It could mean the potential in a baby. That's why the six is a, a nurturer energy. Cause it can see like, oh, this little baby one day is going to become a bigger thing. And so it helps to nurture along the way. Also, it's very much harmonizing the senses and, and, like a, someone working at a master, or sorry, a life path six energy would be someone that would know the right music to put on mm. or the right food to serve or just to make everything of the senses just feel really nice and, and good. It's, it's, very, it's like a three and a three harmonized. So mm-hmm. it's like the six, they love harmony. Um, now the thing with that, with that visionary sense of seeing potentials, what can happen is they can flip into being controlling. Oh, like, guys, don't you see that? Like, do this, just do this this way and it'll be the best. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't work for some people. You yeah, know, they, yeah, they don't course. respond to that very well. So you, the six is about learning how to accept. Accept situations if they're not perfect or accepting yourself if you're not perfect. That's the big advice for them. Mm-hmm. The seven energy is very interesting it's a paradox it because it's a very um a very strong mind that can really wrap itself around a topic and really figure it out it's like a very 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 um like i said very strong and sharp mind now at the same time is the seven is also happens to be one of the most spiritual numbers Mm. so 
like the Jesus number 777 or the, the seven chakras of the body oh. or any of the like big spiritual systems, the seven, it's like this big number. So um, that that's the, the paradox is, is finding the balance between the heart and the mind because the heart is where that, that spiritual energy can flow and the, the feelings and emotions. And then the mind wants to make sense of everything. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they'll get caught in wanting to be more involved spiritually, but if it doesn't make sense to them, it, you know, it can, it can lead to, um, you know, some poor choices in their lives cause they're not, they're not exercising that spiritual uh, energy. Mm. So a big piece of advice for sevens, I like to say is to go outside because there's something very spiritual about nature in general. Absolutely. And anytime I ever say this to a seven, they're like, how did you know? Like <laughs> that going outside is the only thing that can calm me down, you know, or, or stories like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's a nice way in to, um, I think calming your mind is going outside and then so you can get to a place where you can find a spiritual teaching or a book or a YouTube channel or a podcast channel mm-hmm. where you connect with that spirituality and then you're and then you're able to think about it but then also feel about it and it's harmonizing those things. Mm-hmm. Just working those muscles. Do you need to work them? Yes, yes, exactly. And so and then also what's cool about the seven energy is once they figure that out, they become very powerful spiritual mm. people because they're able to communicate it and to express it and to spread it in a way that makes sense to people. So really it's a it's a challenge for them to really embrace the spirituality and find what works for them. But once they do, they become very, very strong um, mm. examples of spirituality. Do you know any strong sevens? Well, my boyfriend's a seven. Really? Greg's <laughs> yeah, a seven? Greg's a seven, oh, yes. That's so cool. Yeah. So he's always training his mind and getting connected with oh, like yeah. feeding that spirituality. Well, yes. But the thing about the seven it, energy is it has to make, it has to connect with them mm-hmm. and they have to really feel like it's truthful in order for them to, to go with it. So mm-hmm. it's like through my spiritual growth and learning and teaching he's been able to really connect with it and it's been really awesome for us both now to really share it together. We do meditations together now and it's been a long road, but you know, now we're really like enjoying it together and I think that's really beautiful. That's like, what more can you ask? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now the eight energy is, it's simple. It's all about authority and abundance and it very much too even um monetarily being very um authoritative and abundant it's very much this manifesting energy and all and knowing how to use people's talents and gifts and come together to manifest um what we need in this in the physical world Mm -hmm. it's very much about that now in our society you know kind of whoever pays is the boss Mm -hmm. so that it tends that eight energy in this life tends to really express itself in ways of of money of like actual physical money, or as opposed to in other generations it might have expressed itself through other ways like of physical being, strength of being authoritative. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Now the thing, like we said, is that eight's a master manifester, so they just have to be really careful about where they're directing their 
thoughts, feelings, and emotions mm-hmm. because they're a bit of a magnet. It could be anything that they're placing their intent on to amplify. It'll come to them, exactly. Absolutely. You know, can I say something yeah. before you go on? Yes. Yeah. Actually, go ahead to nine, and then I'll Just make finish my up comment. nine? Yeah. Okay, sure. Okay, so the nine we already talked about, it's um, old soul energy. What I find really fascinating about the nine is it's a very charismatic number, and there's a reason for that. Once I found this, because I've always heard, you know, charismatic and all these things, I'm like, okay, well, but then when I find out why, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So any number that's added to nine equals back to that original number. So four (gasps) four plus nine equals 13, and then one one plus plus three three equals back to four. (laughs) So the nine has a beautiful way of being able to really connect and feel uh, where another person's coming from, where their no matter what their energy is, then their energy number added to their to the nine is back at their energy. So yeah. they're able to really connect with people on their other. level. Yeah, Kaylin, <laughs> isn't that cool? I feel like I'm in school. I know, isn't that so cool? Yeah, that's sick. I love that. Um, and like I said, it's it's old soul and it's um, bringing in a lot of wisdom from past lives and just on a soul level in general. So, um, you know, it's like I said, it's all about just uh, forgiving people yeah. that are, aren't aren't at that level yet. Yeah, fair. What I was going to say earlier is that it's very interesting and I love the way that you said these numbers are a language because as you're describing the tendencies and the characteristics of these numbers, it, it looks like the shape of them, which makes sense. Yes. Like eight, abundance. It's like the infinity sign. Yep. Six, when you said nurturing, if you turn a six to the side, it looks like a baby. Oh, you know what so I mean? Cool. Yeah. And how you described the four earlier is like the house, like the four solid things. Oh, yeah. So it just, I like how it all relates to each other in like a visual way, in like a feeling way. It is a complete, its own vibration. Oh, that's so cool. Which I love. Yeah, I never thought about that six looking like a baby or even like a pregnant belly. You yeah. Know? That's just so that's neat. <laughs> it is cool. It's cool how these connect. Yeah. Okay, so earlier we mentioned the age of Aquarius. Is Does it begin today? Well, um, no, it actually began in 2012. Right, that was the whole December twenty first, twenty twelve. Okay, was that during that solstice that year was like the official? Well, it's certain things happened in the stars, but it was also the Mayan calendar, which was like very, very, very spot on. Yes, it ended on that day, and so in general, the cycles, the different zodiac cycles, will go through. It was just the time for it to be up in two thousand twelve. Now. You know, everything can't just change like that, you know, and life teaches us that. And so there's a bit of uh, like a buffering period where we're like, you know, transitioning and getting, getting rid of old stuff and feeling out the new stuff. So um, I've just, a lot of the astrologers that I follow and respect have said that this is really now we're like, now we're we're fully embodying it, it, not just like. In preschool, but we're like in our adult years yeah. of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Or maybe we are still in preschool. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who, who really knows? I don't, yeah. you know, I don't. So speaking of newness and beginnings, we have a new year coming up, 2021. And I want to kind of get an insight on what the energy of 2021 will be based on numerology. Yeah. Before we do that, I think it would be interesting to take time to reflect on the energy of this year right now, mm-hmm. 2020, and kind of see what the lessons in this year were. And although I know it's been really chaotic for a lot of people or challenging, it's been a really important year. 
and it's been a year of shedding light onto systems and different things that we previously weren't or a lot of people weren't aware of and so there's a blessing in it as well yes many blessings and so go for it i would like to hear mm -hmm. the numerologic is that the right word numerological numerological <laughs> <laughs> significance of what we've experienced as we're coming to a close of this year yeah oh yeah oh man it's been so fascinating and fascinating and to look back at this um year with hindsight 2020 <laughs> um, it's fascinating because so 2020 would be two plus zero is two plus two is four plus zero is four mm -hmm. so 2020 was a four year home home literally stay at home don't go totally. anywhere <laughs> right yeah so it was very see you get it so it's very much about being um just having to tend to matters of the home and he and the family so we said the force the home and the family right and so it's like you know everyone having to work from home together and the kids have school in the house now and you know the parents really have to be with their kids all day you know it's not this like escaping or you know or you know oh, i have to work so i can't be with my kids it's very much like bringing everyone back together in their homes so i just thought that that was really fascinating yeah now um i would also yeah. say that home is within us right and people oh. have taken so many people have taken this as an opportunity to go within more than ever i've heard a lot of people you know saying i had my awakening now this time for myself is like people are waking up right now from this year and so that makes sense too. That's beautiful. Yeah, well, it's almost like how I quit my job to have the space and then this stuff came to me. I'm sure that's happening for people mm -hmm. now because they're not so distracted. Home and authenticity, like finding their their natural home within themselves, yes. realigning to what that is. That makes sense. Yes, and that, that's a big thing for the four energy in, in personality when we talk about personalities because... Um, it seems like a lot of people I do readings for that are a life path for, it seems like they're always searching for home. Mm. It's always that search for home. And I think that's beautiful what you just said, and it's making some uh, connections in my brain because it's almost like some advice that I could give to them now would be to um, find that home within yourself. Work from within. And not needing you know, so much relying on the outward home, finding that home within. Absolutely. Really cool. Finding that peace within this chaotic year. Yeah, mm -hmm. seriously. Another thing I find really fascinating about um, the four year, the 2020 that we're coming out of, is the four oftentimes can fall into being very rigid. Mm. It's very... In very um, like, it has that groundedness. Like It has that people. groundedness. And the, the phrase that's really good for them is don't should on me and I won't should on you because what can happen with the four is like, you know, you should do this, you should oh, do that. Yeah. And what are we doing this whole year is like, oh, you should wear a mask. You should do this. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do that. All this like you and all as a society, everyone, you know, going through those lessons of what's appropriate for me to tell somebody what they can and can't do, you know, and, and finding that, that balance and that four is really about balancing. It's like a scale. It's like the two and the two. And it's all about finding um, how to work on how to work that. Absolutely. So was like that's that was pretty interesting to look back on with the mass and like just all the regulations. Yeah. You know? And definitely just like telling people what they are and aren't right now. It's very 
I don't know. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It's so cool. much sense. Yeah. Okay. Respect to 2020. Thanks for what you did for us. <laughs> yes. We're good. Um, ciao. <laughs> ciao. So if I am taking your numerolo numerological, is that what we said? Uh-huh. Numerological. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm taking your numerological um, teachings to my mind, 2021 will be 2 plus 0 is 2 plus 2 is 4 plus 1 is 5 and 5 is freedom. Yep. So are we going nuts now or what? Well, you know, I'm very interested to see how this year plays out because I think <gasps> there's that energy people are going to want to really get out of the house. They're going to want to go out and, and do new things. Now, I also I think it could be a beautiful thing for people to get more outdoors, to find the freedom of road trips or things of like really going out and exploring and being adventurous because we talked about it's the spice of life and it's experiencing new things. So... I think if people can channel that into things that, you know, are still appropriate for, you know, coming out of this, you know, pandemic and things like that is I think definitely think there are ways for them to do that in a healthy way. So mm -hmm. I just I think that it's nice that we're talking about it because hopefully we can all just bring a little bit of awareness like ground it back down. Year yeah. And and find those ways of experiencing new and exciting things but not have it be uh to the detriment of being uh, responsible or and and still keeping that discipline yes absolutely you know yeah and then another thing about the five we haven't covered this yet but it's a big thing when i'm doing readings for people and they're working the five is self-care mm. self-care is really really important for the fives because they're going to want to be off doing all these things and, and doing this doing that and being a bit of a chameleon and really fitting into wherever they need to fit into. So really reconnecting back to who they are and what makes them feel good mm. and to have quiet moments. You know, if it's a bubble bath or if it's a walk down the street or whatever it is for you to find those self-care moments and don't, um, don't just let those fall by the wayside. Absolutely. Like when I first moved back to Albuquerque, I was excited with my new sense of freedom but i was overwhelmed with a sense of newness and the energies of other people mm -hmm. and so it was extra important for me to take that time and like setting boundaries and making sure i was taking care of myself oh, like nice. so that does make a lot of sense so the advice to us coming into 2021 would be what kaylin uh i would say find ways to explore new things and do do things you've never done before new experiences um, weekend trips or just things that kind of get you out of the house, um, you know, but are still responsible and appropriate and considerate of other people. Um, and then also too, to really remember to focus on self-care and not to just um, let that really exciting energy that's going to be going on um, distract you from, mm. from uh, really being rooted and grounded from who you are. Wonderful. Thank you. I just want to thank you again for coming here. Oh, Before course. we answer questions from the audience, I'm just so appreciative of you being here. I want you to plug everything that you can for us to be able to reach you. Everyone who listens to Kalen and just loves him, where can we find you? Oh yeah, so I have a YouTube channel called The Crystal Guy. I've seen Kaylin's episodes, they're so sick. Okay, I just need to advertise for him for a second. So I was talking to Kaylin earlier and I was saying how much I loved his videos because he brings practicality into 
teaching crystals and I think sometimes with crystals it can be so spiritual that people kind of lose touch with it mm -hmm. but you found a way to ground it back down for everyone to understand mm -hmm. you know and so this podcast is called practical alignment so I appreciate all things practical so <laughs> if you want to learn more about crystals in a non-intimidating way that's also very entertaining highly suggest that you check out Kaylin's YouTube Thank you. Of course. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I also, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So the Instagram handle is thecrystalguy23. And I post a lot about reading stuff as well as fun stuff about crystals and new episodes that I have and all this kind of stuff. So that's the best way to uh, keep up with me. Perfect. And did you say, sorry, I don't remember, your YouTube was The Crystal Guy? Yep. YouTube, okay. The Crystal Guy. He's famous. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. The so crystals are famous. The crystals are famous. You are their um, spokesperson. Yes, exactly. Okay, so moving on to questions from the audience. Our first question asks, how does numerology come into play with the lottery? Is there any way of combining <laughs> the two to help you win? Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. <laughs> well, I've never played the lottery. Ever? Um, no, never. Not even a scratch off? Gambling makes me nervous. I don't know if this is from a past life or what. <laughs> you lost like, your Like maybe I everything. lost it all in the, the past life, but it just makes me anxious. So I personally haven't employed it. Um, I think in general, what I like to use the numbers for is for healing, mm -hmm. for um, an awareness and understanding. I find that um, you get really clear answers if, when that's your goal and your intention. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you might be want to, if you, if you do get a message though that says, you know, and it's strong, play the lottery and use these numbers, I would go off your intuition and what, what's coming to you. So just start paying more, paying more attention to the numbers that are presenting themselves to you. Yes, and also just the numbers too. When your mind is totally clear, you know, and you see lot, and you see or feel lottery, and then you see the numbers, write them down because it's your intuition that's gonna be the most important thing. And if you're meant to win that lottery, you will. Kaylin, I have the craziest story to tell you. What? So I. Within the past couple of months, I've been noticing these numbers, like a sequence of maybe seven, six numbers, repeating themselves all over the place. Like not mm. repeating numbers, but just showing up in different ways. Mm. I've been noticing these numbers come up so often. And so I started writing them down because I was feeling this message like these numbers are important. <laughs> Anyways, two days ago, maybe three days ago, I bought a lottery ticket and I just got random numbers on the lottery ticket. And when I went to go check if I won the lottery, I didn't win the lottery, obviously, or else I'd be off somewhere. Or else right we now. wouldn't be here right now. Or else we would have canceled this episode, Kaylin. But the numbers that did win the lottery were the numbers that I have been seeing no! everywhere. Are you serious? Like everywhere. And I looked back <laughs> on my notes and it was it wasn't the exact sequence of them but it was the same numbers that i had written down just like in different ones wow. and the craziest thing is that part of those numbers like in, the numbers that i wrote down were 237 and you mentioned 237 the room what was it room 237 room 237 yes. at the beginning of this podcast Whoa. so i wrote that down because like seriously those numbers have just been popping up popping up popping up so yeah significant connection to them showing up obviously i wasn't meant to win that one 
but I'm gonna pay more attention. I have goosebumps. That, that is a crazy story, <laughs> Isn't right? Isn't that nuts? Yes. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Shame, shame. Well, now you know. Now I know. Now and, I'm gonna it, listen. At least you wrote them down, you know? Yeah. That, that was a good first step to do. You think I can play them again? Uh, maybe. Or maybe say, they just serve my purpose to say pay attention. Yeah, I think for this for this occasion it served its purpose. But you'll get you'll get plenty of signs. I'm and I'm sure the listeners too. They just see the same numbers over and over again, and it seems like it's really speeding up. This yeah. it's very much this rapid, um, like acceleration in these types of synchronicities or strange coincidences that occur. Yeah. But to you, there's. There's no denying that there's something going on here, you know, Definitely. and that's what I think ultimately in general when people when you see the same numbers around is um, it's really a personal message for you mm. that and it's it, more importantly about what the numbers actually are or what they add up to is mo it's more about just your connection to your them? connection and the spiritual world whatever that could be could be angels or could be you know however you want to look at it is they're communicating with you and so and there's a reason that your higher self is guiding you in that moment to look at the clock mm -hmm. or to see the certain things so um ultimately when these things when these synchronicities or weird coincidences keep seeing the same number coming up it's really um a message for you to really pay attention yeah and then you can start well it's like oh every time I see these numbers what was the last thing I was thinking about exactly right? yeah I agree it's just like asking you to be more aware of what you're feeling in that moment because there have been times when I've been like angry and looked and seen an angel number mm. and it doesn't necessarily mean like oh I don't know what I'm saying but it's like it doesn't mean that that number is coming through, but it's a way to snap me out and say like, oh, notice where you are right now. Does oh, that make sense? that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, speaking of angel numbers, mm -hmm. what are angel numbers? They're a repeating sequence. They're a repeating number of numbers mm -hmm. in threes, correct? Doesn't have to be just in threes. Just, just a repeating sequence of numbers. Yes. Yep. Okay, and why are they called angel numbers? Well, I think they're called angel numbers because... Like I said, there are messages coming through for you that you could ex you could tell you could tell the story of like oh I saw two thirty seven in my head and then I keep seeing the lot the lottery story is actually a really good story actually that that, sick. that's pretty that's a really good story tell it at parties I'm gonna for tell me. that story that, that's, <laughs> a, that's a really good one but like you know it's just the craziness of seeing the same numbers like you know when I was growing up twenty three like I kept seeing it everywhere and I'm like what the heck is about that I would wake up every night 1123 my class number in school was always 23 it's like why why this 23 right and even back then as I looked up I looked it up and there was it was a chapter in a book called the Illuminati it was like this book that was published and it was the Illuminati and there's a whole chapter about how magical the number 23 is Ooh. and um and I, for the research, there's actually a group of people that consider themselves the 2030ians who believe that this magical number is very much, um, very much present in their lives and they revere it and very Ooh. much respect it. You're a 2030ian. I guess so. We'll get, you get a lot of this little, little tale is okay. when I went to uh, NYU, uh -huh. which is where I went to college, my freshman year, I went home for Christmas break and then I came back and, um, 
you know, in, in New York, all the buildings are really close up to each other. Mm -hmm. And so I open my blinds of my dorm room and there's Jim Carrey's face right across the street with 23 carved all in his face. For and why? The movie was called The Number 23. Uh, and is it, he a 2030? And in this movie, this, <laughs> this number follows him everywhere, you know? Why and 23? I don't, you know, it's just, it's an anomaly, you know, but it's basically that craziness of me seeing it all the time there. I couldn't deny it. There was no mm -hmm. denying that there's something supernatural, AKA spiritual going on here. So, you know, like for me, like that in my whole life, that's been a big way in for just believe, really believing through results, but really personal for me. Like, cause like, it, it will never feel as crazy to somebody else as it did for me to see those numbers. You know? Interesting. Right, because I have two questions from the audience that mm -hmm. r relate to specific numbers. It says, uh -huh. one says the number two, specifically 222, two, two, follows her around all the time. Uh -huh. And then someone else says, why do I keep seeing 606? Mm -hmm. So like the response to that would be check your own awareness and see what it means to you. Yeah, you know, I would say um, like what we, what we talked about is what were you thinking right before or what, what state were you in? Were you like for you, you said you really, you were in a, in a state of anger. And so it kind of helped snapped you out of it. It was like a message to like, well, wait a minute, you know, it's just some higher perspective just coming down to you to be like, whoa, okay. Yeah. And I didn't look up what those numbers meant. I just like I felt it. I felt it in that moment. Yeah. So the feeling is always going to be the most important. Now, yeah. having said that is, I'll find it really interesting because I've done a lot of research on this, obviously, and so I'll read about, you know, a certain number sequence meaning a certain thing, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, then like starting at that moment, I'll start to see those sequences. Mm. And so it's calling me back to what did I read about that sequence, and now it's, you know, and I, probably I was guided to read about that in that moment, and so then from then on, I could interpret those sequences in that way. So yes. it's like... And I think from the spiritual realm too, is they will use signs and symbols from our own consciousness that, that we, that are in our sphere of awareness. They'll use those to communicate to us. So if in my head, 222 means a past loved one is around and they're saying mm -hmm. hi, then, then I, then that's more strongly the, the chance that that's what that message is meaning. I see. You know, so it's you can't assign thing. your own meaning afterwards. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. Okay. Awesome. 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 And then we have another question that says, would it be helpful to pay more attention to numbers? Like, I guess in everyday life is what they're asking. Like with starting new things, planning weddings, etc. Oh yeah. You know what I found really helpful and I've been doing it this year and it's pretty cool mm -hmm. is there's um, a really famous numerologist that I've learned a lot of my stuff from. Her name is Glynis. G-L-Y-N-I-S. Glynis. Period. Yeah, period. You, 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 Google <laughs> Zendaya. Glynis, you Google Glynis and it's like, oh, you see all this stuff that comes up. Yes. And she puts out a calendar every year. And so you give them your birthday and based off your life path number, they give you a calendar and they'll have like caution days or, you know, like, oh, the day's okay, but just, you know, keep an eye out. And then there's sunny days where it's like, that's where you want to schedule the weddings or even too, if you have like 
surgeries. Like I had my wisdom teeth out a few weeks ago. Yeah. I made sure I scheduled that <laughs> on that sunny day. You know what I mean? Yes, like, absolutely. So I find that that's um, if you Google the Glynis Life Path Calendar, um, that'll come up. And like I said, I find that really a, a helpful reference to look back to. Okay, definitely gonna do that. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Let's see if we have any more questions. Oh, last question, mm -hmm. and it says, is there any specific way to select a number? I guess like to find numbers that resonate with uh, with yourself, or do you think it rather it comes to you? Um, they did mention to me before that they have trouble like trusting their intuition. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Is there any specific way to select numbers? Well, I think it's really cool, and what I've been doing based off of learning about this and also working with other people, giving the advice, I also too want to take, take the advice and put it into action, is um, what I find helpful is meditating on certain numbers based on what I'm trying to do. So it's like if I'm trying to manifest something specific or, you know, more abundance or prosperity, you know, um, meditating on the number eight mm -hmm. is something that I'll do. Now, I definitely think that you need to be careful if like where your intention of where you're coming from, if it's like a very, if it's coming just from a materialistic standpoint, there's going to be some karma that comes into play mm. and is like, well, there's a higher way of using this knowledge and this wisdom. Um, but on a, on a really positive note for me is meditating on the energies of the number four has really helped me because I don't have the four anywhere in my numbers, like nowhere near. And of course, that's the most grounded number, right? <laughs> so it's like, to be very like process oriented and like we talked about sometimes the four can really fall into that very rigid that rigid patterning mm -hmm. is sometimes I need more of that in my life and being more process step by step oriented so with like my finances and things like that I try to um, really bring in that four energy so do you sit in meditation and envision the number four in your mind? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could be that where it's like when I, even when I'm running, you know, even with music in my ears, I can still like see the number and kind of just contemplate it and just kind of, you know, ask my guides and my angels and my higher self to help me to better incorporate those energies into, into the numbers I'm already working to be totally well-rounded. Perfect. So just feel into them and connect yeah. with them more. Yeah. And like I said too, like about the repeating numbers, I think it also relates to this question with not, not fully um, feeling comfortable and trusting the intuition. Well, if it's your time to really start awakening, you're going to be seeing these numbers. And this is like we talked about, the numbers are a language and it's that universal language, right? And so... It's just about really paying attention to those numbers and it will help you with your intuition. You know, you're, you're being told that you're supported and you're being guided, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you just take those moments and just try to internalize it, I think the person that asked that question um, will, will benefit from really slowing down in those moments and just and just trying to clear the mind and, and relax you know that's why in meditation it's so important is because your your brain goes into a different state and yeah. so in those moments those spiritual messages can really 
come through and your intuition can just, you know, pop off. So it's like in those moments I would, and I would just, and also intuitively, whoever that is, I would recommend just calming the mind and using those moments and those numbers that you see around to just take a breath and to, and to really just see what comes up and trusting your intuition is a whole uh, learning process. You don't just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're a psychic, you know, mm -hmm. it's like trial and error and learning how to, to how to trust yourself and to trust, it's a trust in sharing it with other people. So just keep in mind too, it's a process and Definitely. don't, don't beat yourself up that you're not intuitive enough. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're so that welcome. concludes it for our questions. Do you want to share anything before we end this episode? No, no. I would just like to say if anybody wants to do a, a, a numerology reading or a past life reading or a tarot reading, um, you can find me on YouTube, like we said, The Crystal Guy, or on Instagram, The Crystal Guy 23. Yes. Be sure to reach out to Kaylin if you feel so inclined. He's very approachable, and all of his links will be listed in the show notes. Thank you, Kaylin, for Thank being you. here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, see ya.